Hey, welcome to the Keep Moving Forward podcast with Tom O'Leary. Thank you so much for tuning in. I hope you had a great Thanksgiving and just there's so much to be grateful for. Even in the crazy world we live in, we can always count our blessings and name them one by one. So thanks for tuning in. Uh, thank you for interacting and asking questions. It helps uh, for me to create new podcasts down the road and you know what you're interested in. What, what does God have to say about this? What does the Bible say about that? And so I really appreciate it. Again, if there's family members, friends, uh, co-workers, you know, people that are in your life that you think would benefit from these podcasts, these keep moving forward podcasts for faith and inspiration. Uh, yeah, just pass it on to them. Let them know about it. Uh, or just send them to the website, uh, tomoleary.org. Again, for those that are financially supporting, thank you so much. It means the world to me. Thank you so much. Big, big thank you. So today we are going to be talking about don't live on autopilot. Don't live on auto, autopilot. Don't get into the rut of life where it's just the same old, same old, same old, and you get caught and stuck. It's kind of like getting caught in the mud in your car, and you're just accelerating the gas, and the wheels keep spinning faster and faster, and you just keep sinking. You're not going forward. You know, it, it's getting caught in those ruts. Uh, you know, I... Uh, have a friends uh, that have taken me up in their airplane pilots who are who are friends of mine and and you know there is a thing called autopilot and you know what I've discovered when I go up with my friends in the airplane uh, it, that's not fun who wants to be on autopilot I mean it's not engaging it's not very purposeful you just push the button and sit there. And we could do that in life. I mean, my feeling is if we're going to go fly, let's fly. And I've had some powerful flights with my buddies, uh, you know, in the clouds, kind of dipping in and out of clouds. I uh, had a friend take me over the Pacific Ocean and we watched whales. Unbelievable. Uh, One time I had a friend who had a speed uh, airplane, a racing airplane, and we we did a uh, a barrel, like like a, a loop-de-doo barrel. <laughs> I'm like, oh Jesus, help me Jesus. <laughs> it was one of those one of those moments, but you know, we're flying over mountains and just you know, it's so great to have this idea that you you're on a you're on a path, you're on a plan, you're you're uh, you know doing something versus just tuning out and you know, going on autopilot. And that's how it is in life where we can just push the button and we're on autopilot. And then we don't really live the awesome life that God intended for us to live. You know, author John Maxwell in his book, Intentional Living, Choosing a Life That Matters, he writes this, quote, if I wanted to make a difference, wishing for things to change wouldn't make them change. Hoping for improvements wouldn't bring them. Dreaming wouldn't provide all the answers I needed. Vision wouldn't be enough to bring transformation to me or others. Only by managing my thinking and shifting my thoughts from desire to deeds 
would I be able to bring about positive change? I needed to go from wanting to doing. Wow, that sets the tone for us. We are going to look at some powerful scriptures that are going to help us with this whole concept of not living on autopilot. Um, these scriptures that we're looking at, really powerful that I've found a theme. <laughs> and the theme is action on our part, and there's a finish line on God's part. There are action steps that you and I need to take, and then God has the reward. So that's going to be the theme here, so that you and I don't ever live on autopilot. And if you're living on autopilot right now, like as I'm speaking, this is resonating with you. Hey, get ready, fasten your seatbelt, because I'm, I'm here to help. I'm a lifeguard. I'm here to help. Okay, let's jump into it. The first scripture is Proverbs 21, verse 5. That book of wisdom in the Old Testament, so many gold nuggets, so many powerful truths, uh, wisdom, principles to live our life upon. And Proverbs 21, verse 5 says this, The plans of the diligent lead to profit, as surely as haste leads to poverty. So here you have the writer here saying, you got to have a plan. You know, you, you have to have a plan to work. And you know the old saying, you know, uh, plan the work and work the plan and plan the work and work the plan and then evaluate the plan and tweak the plan and then work the plan again. You know, that's how it works. And it says here in this wisdom that the plans of the diligent lead to profit. Okay, so remember action and reward. Our action is to be diligent. God says that's going to lead to blessing. It's going to uh, lead to increase. Uh, the word here is profit. And surely as the haste and being lazy uh, leads to poverty, leads to lack. And that could mean financially. It certainly would mean financially. But it means in all areas of your life. It means you're going to be sinking in all the areas of your life if you get lazy and you're not just putting a little time in every day, spiritually, emotionally, physically, relationally, and certainly financially. So number one here, as we break down Proverbs 21 verse 5, is be attentive and persistent. Attentive and persistent. That's really being diligent. That's how uh, diligence translates. For you and I to be attentive and persistent. I like that idea of attentiveness. Like you're aware, you're self-aware, you're aware of others around you. Uh, you're living an intentional life because you're attentive to God, His those God nudges, those Holy Spirit whispers, those moves in you that you go like, yeah, this is the right way to go. This is the right path. And then not only does diligence have this understanding of being attentive, but also persistent. 
day in, day out. Not not a treadmill day in, day out, but living life to the full day in, day out. And and putting in a little bit of work on the plan. We're going to work the plan. That's what we're going to do. And so it's so interesting that I can tell in my life when I am living intentionally, when I'm being attentive to what God is wanting me to do, and then me wanting to quickly respond to that, that can be a powerful thing. And and then, you know, the opposite is true. When I'm not attentive, when I'm not being in- intentional, that doesn't lead to anything good <laughs> at all. And so we got to be committed at that level. Here's a, an example. Uh, I, over the years, have been pretty good at remembering people's names. When I meet someone for the first time, uh, I typically remember their name for a long, long time. And there was a time in my life where I, I had thousands of names memorized. And and people would say, Tom, what's your secret? <laughs> and I really didn't have one. My, my secret was uh, being intentional, meaning I'd look them in the eye, say, nice to meet you, you know, Joe, and and then, you know, uh, say their name, look them in the eye. But I'm being intentional, thinking I want to remember their name. Now, here's the sad part and the the, the sad secret here is if I wasn't intentional, if I wasn't attentive, I'm telling you, I could meet someone and five seconds later, I wouldn't even know their name if I wasn't intentional. So if I met Joe and yeah, nice to meet you, Joe, but I wasn't being intentional. I could turn around and you say, what was his name? I'm like, I have no clue whatsoever. (laughs) Isn't that sad? But the vast majority of the time I was intentional. I was being attentive and then I could remember their names for a long, long time. And so that that's that leading to profit. That's that leading to increase uh, versus decreasing. Okay, so number one, rooted in Proverbs 21, verse five, be attentive and persistent. That's that being diligent, being attentive and persistent. Okay, number two here, let's press in to Philippians 3, verse 13 and 14. And it says, brothers and sisters. Okay, so it's talking to all of us here. I do not consider myself yet to have taken a hold of it. It's Apostle Paul. He's talking about, you know, becoming everything that God wants him to be. He, he goes on though. Listen to this. But one thing I do, forgetting what is behind and straining toward what is ahead. Verse 14, I press on toward the goal to win the prize for which God has called me heavenward in Christ Jesus. Okay, Philippians 3, verse 13 and 14, loaded, packed, (laughs) packed with some great, great stuff. Let me give you the punchline and then let's break it down. Number two is let go of the past. You have to let go of the past. When Apostle Paul says, forgetting what is behind and straining toward what is ahead, there's this illustration that he's pressing into like a a runner, like a cross-country runner. And the terrain behind him had been rocky. It had been a lot of uphill. It, it, It had been tough. But he is saying, I don't want to think about that tough 
uh, terrain, what I need to focus on is the finish line ahead. I don't want to, you know, in modern language, psych myself out by focusing on the past. So he's saying, I'm forgetting what is behind, the aches, the pains, I'm, I'm letting that go, and I'm going to then strain toward what is ahead. What's ahead is is that finish line, is that goal, is that reward that God has for you. And so verse 14, he says, I press on toward the goal to win the prize that God has called me heavenward in Christ Jesus. So God's design, God's purpose, everything that God has for him. And he remember, it's talking to you and me, brothers and sisters. So all men, all women, all people, everybody, everybody in the world, you know, could come to God in faith in Christ and step into this of forgetting what is behind. So it's so important that we have to let go of the past. I'm not talking about living in denial. And, you know, over the years when I would talk about this scripture, you know, there would be certain, you know, counselors that go, well, you know, you're trying to tell people to live in denial. I'm like, no, I'm not. <laughs> no, I'm not. I I am just taking the scripture and breaking it down for what it was intended to say and translate to us as human beings. And the reality is we can't live life out of the past. You know, out of our past victories, sure. But mostly you and I as human beings have a tendency to live out of the pain of the past. Uh, I tell you, you know, I'm, I'm just out of a really painful season, uh, in fact, my wife Sherry and I were talking about it, that we're on the other side, but the most painful three years of my life, I'm 56 and I just got out of the most painful three years of my life. But now, now I'm pressing on toward the goal. I, I've got new goals. I've got new vision. I've got new plans. And it's really, really exciting. So we can't live life by trying to drive our life by keeping our eyes fixated on the rear view mirror. In fact, a buddy of mine said the other day to me, he goes, you know, Tom, Italian sports cars have no rear view mirrors. <laughs> With the idea, like, I don't know if that's true. You'd have to research that on your own. But I get what he was saying. You know, you can't live your life with your eyes fixed on the rear view. You got to charge ahead like an Italian sports car, you know? So that's letting go of the past. Okay, number three. A little powerful gold nugget verse out of the Old Testament. Second Chronicles chapter 15 verse 7 says this. But as for you, be strong and do not give up for your work will be rewarded. Pretty straightforward, pretty straight up. Number three, do not give up. <laughs> That's the big, the big answer right there. Don't give up. Uh, you know, a buddy of mine, a prayer partner of mine, we were talking and, uh, you know, he went through a rough patch in his life and, and, you know, certainly we all have, I have. And, you know, we were talking about that whole concept of getting to a place in life where you say, you know, I don't care anymore. I just, I, I've been beat up and I'm in pain and I just don't care anymore. And, you know, my friend, that is a dangerous place to be. And I want to I want to challenge you, don't ever go there. If you find yourself with those thoughts, you know, 
as scripture says, take that thought captive and make it obedient to Christ. You get, you know, we got to get out with the bad and in with the good. And I'm just challenging you. It's a very dangerous place to live your life where you get to the place. I, I, I just don't care anymore. No, 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 no. We're going to be intentional. See, that's living life on autopilot. I don't care anymore. You know, case the rock, case the rock, you know, whatever will be, will be, you know, no, no, don't go there. That's a dangerous place. I, I'd call you to something greater to, to not give up. To not give up because what God says is there will be a reward. That goes back to our whole theme from the start. Action is our part. The finish line, the reward, the blessing is God's part. And he says, you're going to get there, but don't give up. Well, that leads to number four and it goes right into it. Uh, really the same theme. And this is also out of the Old Testament. It's a great little passage on, on hearing from God, getting that vision from God for your life. And it's out of uh, Habakkuk chapter 2, uh, verse 2 and 3. So here we go. It says this, Write my answer plainly on tablets. This is God speaking. So that a runner may carry the correct message to others. The vision is for a future time. It describes the end. And it will be fulfilled. It seems slow in coming, Wait patiently, for it will surely take place. It will not be delayed. Hey, number four here is wait patiently. Wait patiently for what? For the vision to come true. Because it says that the vision is describing a future time. It's describing the end, meaning the finish line. And God's encouragement is it will be fulfilled. And it may feel like it's slow in coming, the scripture says. It, it may feel that way, like this is taking forever. And if you're like me, you know, I don't want to wait for anything. But guess what? I have learned the blessing of waiting patiently for God's best. When a door closes, you know, and, and my wife would always turn to me and say, you know, Tom, that just means God has something better. That God has something better. And so we're going to wait patiently for the vision. Uh, my dad, who graduated to heaven uh, this past summer in July, and uh, but he used to say all the time, he would have these little sayings, these little sayings of truth and principle and life principle. <clears throat> and he would say, uh, patience is a virtue. Patience is a virtue. <laughs> and when I was a kid... I was clueless of what that meant. <laughs> I, I didn't know what virtue even was or meant, you know, and I, I just didn't get it. I mean, well, there's one of those sayings. Then as a immature adult, you know, uh, a young man, I, uh, I didn't want to believe it. I didn't want to wait patiently. I wanted to drive. I wanted to accomplish. I wanted to, you know, let's just... Let's just, you know, charge the mountain, you know, and, and there are certainly moments for that, but there's something that God does in the process. You know, God doesn't want a, a microwaved cooked meal for you. He, he wants the crock pot where it just stews and simmers and, and it's so much more tasty and delicious. See, you know, it's that kind of process that he wants to do. And so now, 
as a mature adult, you know, having learned, you know, big lessons, I see how what my dad was saying all along was true. Patience is a virtue. I mean, it's, it's a really good thing. It's an excellent thing to strive for. It's, it's a righteous place to live. <clears throat> it's an admirable quality. It, it's an effective, powerful force in your life when you can wait patiently for the vision. You can have that virtue of patience. And, and I tell you what, when we learn that lesson, man, that's when God starts blessing. It's a powerful deal. And that leads us to the last one. It's the same theme for number five is in Galatians chapter six, verse nine. So we've been in the Old Testament, New Testament, back to the Old Testament, back to the Old Testament, and now back to the New Testament. And do you see the theme from cover to cover in the Bible from Old Testament, New Testament? It's this action is our part and the reward, the finish line, the goal is God's part. And it's all about God's timing. So Galatians 6 verse 9 says, Let us not become weary in doing good, for at the proper time we will reap a harvest if we do not give up. Wow. Number five. Okay, here's this whole concept, because the scripture here says, for at the proper time. So that translates as God's time. The proper time is God's time. God's time is the proper time. So number five, trust God's timing. And here's another way to say it. Believe in God's timing. I can trust in God's timing. Okay, I'm trusting God that you have the perfect timing. Take it one more step. Believe in God's timing. God, I, I not only trust you, but I believe in your timing. Meaning that my timing is not best, but your timing is best. I'm believing in that. And in that place, as you put all these things together, you are going to be living this dynamic life and you will never go back to trying to live on autopilot. It's going to be exciting. It's going to be passionate. You're going to be going for it. Okay, so let me recap Don't live on autopilot. Okay, how do we make sure we don't live on autopilot? Number one, be attentive and persistent. Intentional, attentive and persistent. Day in, day out, inch by inch, moving forward. Keep moving forward. Hey, there you go. Number two, let go of the past. So important, scripture says, forgetting what is behind. The wrongs you've done, the wrongs done to you. Let me say it again. We're going to let go of the past, the wrongs you've done, and the wrongs done to you. We're not going to get stuck in the mud of guilt and shame. Uh, Jesus Christ came and died on a cross for all your mistakes, what the Bible calls a sin, where we've messed up, we've blown it. And he rose from the dead to prove that he conquered it all on the cross. And so there's this empowerment that he gives you to let go of the past. Number three, do not give up. Straight up, straightforward. How can I say it any clearer? (laughs) Don't give up. Because why? God says he'll reward you. God says there's a proper time. God is in it for you to win it. He loves you. (laughs) 
He's rooting for you. Uh, Jesus is your biggest fan. He's calling you forward to keep moving forward. Number four, wait patiently for the vision. Patience is a virtue. My dad was right after all. Patience is a virtue. It brings great things in your life. So you're waiting patiently for the vision to come true. And then finally, number five, trust God's timing or even take it a step further, believe in God's timing. I believe in God's clock. I believe in his good timing. I believe that God is never too soon, though sometimes we wish he was, and he's never too late. He's always, always right on time. My friends, if you can put these five things together of being attentive and persistent, letting go of the past, do not give up, waiting patiently for the vision to come true and to trust God's timing, believe in God's timing, you will never go back to living life on autopilot. And so I just want to pray for you that you'd be inspired, that you'd be full of faith, and that the joy of the Lord would be your strength. So let me pray for you. Father, thank you for each person who's listening today. I pray, God, that you would encourage them, that there would be something that would just spark in their hearts, uh, down deep in their their spiritual core, just like that gut check of going, okay, you know, I'm going to work that plan and I'm going to, you know, day by day and I, I'm not going to uh, live on autopilot. I'm going to resist that temptation. God, give them the power to never, never get to the place where they're saying, I just don't care anymore. No, no, Lord, let there be passion. Let there be purpose and just uh, infuse them with your strength and a move of your spirit that God, they would just live uh, the life and the abundant life that Jesus promised. So bless them, encourage them. I pray for them, Lord, that they are taking the next step in stepping in, the next step toward that goal line, that finish line, uh, that vision for their life. Bless them in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, again, thank you so much for tuning in to the Keep Moving Forward podcast with Tom O'Leary. And, uh, Man, I'm just uh, so excited for you. I believe that God is going to be doing some great things in your life as we just take those steps and wait patiently and really believe in God's timing. So again, if you know of someone that would benefit from this message, pass it along or just send them to the website, uh, www.tomoleary.org, T-H-O-M-O-L-E-A-R-Y. Org. And uh, again, uh, thank you so much for those that are uh, financially supporting, uh, hitting the donate button on the website. That's just been uh, a blessing and uh, very, very encouraged by that. So I just wanted to say thank you one more time. Hey, have a great, great week. Crush it. Remember, God loves you. He loves you. He loves you. And I'm for you. God bless.